0: forever dog
1: hi anna hi andrew and hey everybody else
0: and welcome to our podcast Scary, scary stories, stories to, to tell, tell on the, on the pod. pod. It is a scary but funny podcast about funny but scary things. <laughs> and it's um it's very chatty and um one of us is a woman and one of us is gay. So yes. if any of that feels like it's going to flood you, um you can go uh, go run into a field right now. It's up to you.
1: I really support running into a field if that's going to trouble you. <laughs>
0: I want to say it's always an option, but I guess I, you know, fields aren't always nearby, but you can do the equivalent of a, there's always like a parking lot, which is. Yes.
1: Yeah. Like an field. empty an, a church parking lot or like an off season farmer's market.
0: And there's two ways to run into a field uh, for anyone who's curious. One is the old classic with your arms up, sort of flailing, like, ah! <laughs> like that. And then this is, something, this is something that requires a little bit of advanced preparation, but I do think it's worth it. If you have a big, heavy skirts that reach the floor, put them all on Mm. one over the other, hoist them up with your hands and then run with leading with your shoulders one at a time going.
1: (laughs) 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 And, and both of those are Stephen Gamble illustrations, Anna. And so that feels right.
0: They are. Um, And that's, that's just legal. You're allowed to do that.
1: I know this is all part of the plan. Everybody It Um, certainly is. Anna, how are your dog days of summer going?
0: My, I love the dog days of summer. Yeah. Um, they're going really good. I'm a procrastinator. So I'm always like, fuck, fuck, fuck. I gotta go to the beach. Fuck, fuck, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so I've been going to the beach. And
1: <laughs> good. Yeah. How about you? Good. Good. Ongoing. Um, moving out of the uh, farmal ancestral farmal. Wow.
0: Farmal Ancestral. The is,
1: Farmal Land. This is the revelation that this whole time my name has been Andrew Farmal, but it was too silly sounding, so I changed it to Farmer. Oh my
0: god. And that
1: was the greb of the day, everybody. That
0: was the greb of the day. Farmal.
1: Um, Still packing up the Farmer Ancestral Home, or at least the, the Farmer Ancestral Home of the past 24 years. Um, And I've really been delighted, Anna, to come across some Scary Stories books that I had forgotten about. Kind of the uh, redheaded step-sibling of the Scary Stories Tell in the Dark series.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah. Would you tell us about it?
1: Okay, so there's a whole series called Tales for the Midnight Hour, which is, I would say, more – it probably appeals more to Generation Xers. It's kind of like early 80s, no illustrations. Um But do it yourself. Do it yourself. And but they're like the stories are deeply chilling. There's one about uh a, a like a, a runaway and uh he comes across like what appears to be like a railroad hobo, but the railroad hobo has like an egg for a head.
0: Uh, <laughs> how scary. God. That's like the kind of scary I didn't know to be looking out for. I didn't know that yes. someone I was gonna say egg could be a head. I didn't know someone's head could be an egg. <laughs> I
1: know. And also that that their head could that their egg could be a head. Um
0: That's
1: true. And then the other series, I mean, of course, like Goosebumps had like he Earl Stein had like his short stories, but then um the other is uh, an animated or not an animated, an illustrated series called Scary Stories for Sleepovers. Oh. And my God, those stories go so hard. I was reading a couple last night because I was thinking of giving them to um, one of my nieces. And I was like, I think this is irresponsible to give to a person below the age of 16. Um, not because of They're like anything untoward. But yeah, just stuff like in every story, like, up, like a parent is found dead at the bo- bottom of a like staircase or like uh, – there's this one – called like the hermit of death, whatever. And, um, it's about kids. It's like, it's told through dueling points of view where it's like kids being like, we're gonna, we're gonna explore this old hermit's, uh, cabin in the middle of, uh, like on the side of a mountain. And then the hermit is taken to the hospital and he's like, all right, no one can go in the cabin. I'm trying to protect the children. And then oh. Anna, the hermit dies in the story and his ghost tries to go warn the kids about what's in the cabin, but they can't hear him. And then the kids get sucked into a cave by an undescribed force. And that's the end of the story. <laughs> with no explanation. No. <laughs> that's insane. It's the worst. And then it's like, and then like the story ends with like a third layer, which is the doctor and the nurse being like, I wonder why that old hermit who was brought in said, no, please, boys, stop before he died. And then the doctor's like, probably just delusions. And I was like, I read this when I was nine years old. What was going on?
0: That It's so funny you bring that up because, like, I guess I didn't realize, like, I always thought that the scary stories to tell in the dark books were very spooky and, like, the amount of spooky that things could be. But I guess I'm realizing now, hearing about these stories, that they were following certain, like, Ground rules. Yes. That these books clearly are not following. Like, right. it's not about parents dying. It's not about, like, I don't know. I, they were following the rule of don't have that hermit story exist. It's really haunting.
1: <laughs> I know, I know. And it's like, these are all very good. They're just, um, they're like very Stephen King esque. I think yeah. maybe before a child's brain is ready for that.
0: That's true. I did, I famously saw The Shining at 10, and oh. it was, um, Uh, Too much to to sit with your father and both pretend that you don't see rotting old titties. (laughs) You shouldn't have to do that till at least 20.
1: I do. Anna, I think that probably something you and I have in common and anyone who appreciates this podcast is the fact that they all watched that scene from The Shining with their dads and they all (laughs) saw rotting breasts um, (laughs) at once and had to not talk about it. I think that is the universal experience shared by everyone who listens to this podcast.
0: I pretended that I wasn't a person and that I didn't know what things were. Yes. Where it's just like, hmm, interesting.
1: That's We we both quietly disassociated and were like, what if I was a saint? I think that's what happened to both
0: of us. I was always thinking, what if I was a saint? Yeah. <laughs> Famously, that's the first job I ever wanted was saint. <laughs> and then crossing guard. Um, <laughs> wow, we're the same child. I'm so really glad, we found glad each
1: other. We really found each other and then had a podcast. Hi, everybody. Tim Heidecker here with huge news. We have...
0: Andrew you want to give it you,
1: you want to give it to him? I do want to give it to him everybody. Um <laughs> so we're doing campfire listener tales this summer. Uh, and Anna I've really I've really gone kind of far back in time with this one. We received this one a long time ago. We oh. everybody I know we're I was about to say dust buckets. I, that's not,
0: excuse me, we are dust buckets. (laughs) I got offended and
1: then I realized it was true. I know. Wow. I don't even, I've never heard that term before. In any event, um, we're, you know, we, we don't get to every story. We promise we're, we're slogging through as best we can. We're a two person operation here, everybody. Um, but I was intrigued by this subject line, uh, which is mysterious radio program. Hi, Anna and Andrew. My partner and I love your podcast. We just started listening not all that long ago, so we have a lot of catching up to do. But we're both still working from home and averaging two to three episodes a day, so we'll get caught up sometime. Holy smokes. Let's be careful. Well, yeah, please do be careful. Uh, Listen responsibly. This is a scary thing that really happened to me recently. I kept hearing your voices saying that could happen in my head while it was happening. So I've written this as a scary idea for a thing that did in fact happen. Okay. I like this format shift. Okay.
0: Excited.
1: You have been visiting your parents for the first time since the start of the pandemic. And you were driving alone down a particularly remote section of Highway 1 in the middle of the night. You haven't been able to get the USB port in the rental car to work, so your only listening option is whatever local radio stations you can pick up on your car stereo. You switch the radio on and hit the scan button. It's silent for a long time as the stereo display scrolls through all of the FM wavelengths once, twice. Suddenly, from your car speakers, sound is blaring. At first, you can't quite understand what you are hearing. You pull over by the side of the road just to be sure. The sound coming from your radio is a medley from the game Mario 64, played by an enthusiastic kazoo ensemble. Afraid that you may have actually swerved off the road and might be lying in a ditch somewhere, you text your friends to tell them what you're experiencing. The Mario 64 medley ends and is immediately followed by a rendition of another song you don't recognize, also on kazoo. As you finally pull into your parents' driveway, amused and unsettled at the same time, the music fades and a voice comes on. The DJ introduces themselves as a student from the local high school. You recall that the high school does, in fact, have a student radio program that began after you graduated. You breathe a sigh of relief. It is a little strange for a high school student to be broadcasting kazoo music at 9.30 p.m., yes, but when you grow up in a tiny town, you get your kicks however you can. You text your friends again, walk to the house, and go to sleep. A few days later, you are back at home recalling the story of the late-night kazoo tunes to your partner. Just for fun, you look up the high school radio station's website, thinking maybe it would be funny to stream their program again next week. You pull up the schedule on your laptop and scroll through their offerings until you get to the day and time you were driving. But then, to your horror, you notice the slot for Friday night at 9.30 is empty oh. that could happen that could happen kazoo ghost and this is signed from elan they them theirs wow this is a fraught situation anna
0: andrew i i think that this story could be in um one of the books that you just found.
1: I agree. This one, this as I'm reading it, like the twists and turns, the, the gentle balloon of swelling dread is really palpable. <laughs>
0: Tag yourself if you're a gentle balloon of swelling dread. <laughs> yeah, like I didn't know that I should be afraid of a kazoo radio station.
1: Well, that's what's so funny. I think to me what is satisfying about this story and what is scary about it is – I love when scary is not trying to be scary, you know, like, yeah. So at first this is just like, what a silly, inexplicable thing. Then the revelation that there was no planned, um, kazoo, (laughs) kazoo ensemble performance for that time. (laughs) I mean, do we think ghosts? I certainly
0: think ghosts. I think there was a kazoo club years ago and they all died in a big, um, kazoo fire and their kazoos melted.
1: I mean, we all know um, kazoos are highly flammable.
0: They are. They're made out of oil.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Made out of petrol. And uh, I just realized in my head, I know what a kazoo is, everybody. But I had mixed up kazoos and um, finger traps. And I know they're different. But I was thinking that finger traps probably are very flammable.
0: When you heard this story, you were picturing this sound.
1: (laughs) I, I was pick. I knew, I knew the kazoo sound, but I had, I just thought in my head that they look the same. And now I know that they don't.
0: Wow. Interesting. Yeah, that's true. I, it, it is funny. Um, this is just a side note. If you guys have ever seen one star reviews for kazoos online, that <laughs> um, people say I blew into it and it didn't make a damn sound. These things don't work. I bought a like and there's like oh my god a, a box of a hundred party kazoo's and people saying I blew each one of them and none of them made a sound
1: oh my god because Anna.
0: people don't know you have to hum
1: the nothing is more soul shatteringly chilling to me than imagining an adult going through a whole box of party <laughs> favor kazoo's and just going who who like it, it that is so funny to me
0: it it really is like. A treatise on the futility of existence
1: <laughs> I, it really is my niece one time it was very tricky trying to explain to her how to blow bubbles because she oh, would she yeah. would kind of speak into the bubble she would go like oh like she'd understand that, that you have to blow <laughs> she was just going like "Oh, and it wasn't happening <laughs>
0: Wow, now I have a new goal. <laughs> Whenever I blow a bubble, I want to fill it with sound. Um,
1: but, Anna, so creepy radio stations got me thinking. Um, and I remembered that a mutual friend of ours, uh, Anna Abhow Elliott, did a project. It kind of inspired by unexplained radio stations.
0: <gasps> no way.
1: And Anna, some time ago, pointed me in the direction of this Russian ghostly radio station. Um, and I found a BBC article about it that is titled MDZHB has been broadcasting since 1981. No one knows why. Oh. Uh, and this is from read uh, BBC.com.
0: Read it. Read it to me.
1: Okay. It's by uh, Zaria. It's by Zaria Gorvit. Perfect. In the middle of a Russian swampland not far from the city of St. Petersburg is a rectangular iron gate. Beyond its rusted bars is a collection of radio towers, abandoned buildings, and power lines bordered by a dry stone wall. The sinister location is the focus of a mystery which stretches back to the height of the Cold War. It is thought to be the headquarters of a radio station, MDZHB, that no one has ever claimed to run. 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, for the last three and a half decades, it's been broadcasting a dull, monotonous tone. Every few seconds, it's joined by a second sound, like some ghostly ship sounding its foghorn. Then the drone continues. Once or twice a week, a man or woman will read out some words in Russian, such as dinghy or farming specialist. And that's it. Anyone, anywhere in the world can listen in simply by tuning a radio to the frequency 4625 uh, khz. I, I know that's like... Is it kilohertz? I don't know. Don't make fun. That
0: sounds, Andrew, that sounds like science to me.
1: Thank you. It's so enigmatic, it's as if it was designed with conspiracy theorists in mind. Today, the station has an online following, numbering in the tens of thousands who know it affectionately as The Buzzer. It joins two similar mystery stations, The Pip and The Squeaky Wheel. As their fans readily admit themselves, they have absolutely no idea what they're listening to and it goes on to be like all these theories one is a thought that actually it exists so that if there was a nuclear bomb that would disrupt the broadcast it would trigger another nuclear bomb to be fired at the united states oh no um yeah which is uh, a a little a little creepy and that theory is known as a dead hand signal which is very scary oh no who is doing this? I, I mean, I would like to know who got on Actors Access and was called in to Russia uh, to <laughs> say the Russian words for uh, farming specialist and dinghy.
0: Farming specialist and dinghy. I'd be so thrilled to hear that. If that was, if those were the last things I heard before being incinerated by a nuclear bomb, I'd be fine with it. <laughs> I, I'm just looking on the um, on the Wikipedia page, which is a book. Yes. Um. Under the section voice messages, sometimes the buzzing sound is interrupted by a voice, as you said, a voice message is broadcast. Um, They were thought to be very rare until 2010 when listeners reported increased activity of the station, spurring on further monitoring and allowing listeners to catch more of the messages, Hmm. which otherwise would have gone unnoticed. Um, On June 5th, 2010, it went silent for approximately 24 hours, resuming the normal buzzing pattern on the morning of June 6th. And then on August 23rd, a voice message was broadcast. UVB 76, UVB 76, 93882. Namina, 7414 3574, 93882. Nikolai, Anna, oh. Ivan, Mikhail, Ivan, Nikolai, Anna, 74143574.
1: Uh, Anna, I mean, are, do you feel heartened or troubled that you're involved in this?
0: I feel sort of relieved that Naimina came before Nikolai Anna Ivan. <laughs> like it's spelling it out.
1: I know. It was, it's
0: like it's like you say, G for giraffe or whatever. In, I feel a lot more settled.
1: In a weird sort of way, it feels like this could be Tyra Banks naming people who are on the current season of America's Next Top Model. <laughs> naimina sounds very much like someone who would win
0: oh my god naima remember
1: oh that's what i'm thinking of oh naima was one of my favorites
0: naima we send our blessings
1: Ah, uh, what is naima up to big fan
0: I here's re- the thing i'm not gonna google it because I, <laughs> I can't handle it if it's I, not
1: peace i i loved on america's next top model whenever they did like animal photo shoots Oh, yeah. And you could kind of tell who they were really screwing over. Where I think like Naima, they were like, you're a cheetah. And then for another contestant, they were like, you're an elephant. It was just like, oh, man, the jig is up.
0: Oh, God. And elephants can be – and they try to sell it like – now elephants could be actually really sexy. And then it cut to a 19-year-old who's looking at her like, you have ruined my (laughs) fucking life.
1: I know. Cut to just fecal matter pouring out of an elephant's butt being like, interesting. Yes.
0: Um, Oh, so I'm sorry. I'm going down to unusual transmissions on the Wikipedia page. Um, Distant conversations and other background noises have frequently been heard behind the buzzer, suggesting that the buzzing tones are not generated internally, (gasps) but are transmitted from a device placed behind a live and constantly open microphone.
1: Oh, God. Because
0: of the occasional fluctuating pitch of the buzzing tones, it is supposed that the tones are generated by a tone wheel as used in a Hammond organ. It is also possible that the microphone may have been turned on accidentally.
1: (laughs) Oh, wow.
0: (laughs) Okay. On one such occasion was on November 3rd, 2001, when a conversation in Russian was heard. And then it has it in Russian. And then the English translation is extremely Andrew Farmer. Are you ready? Please. I am 143. (laughs) (laughs) Not receiving the generator oscillator. Dot, dot, dot. Dot, dot, dot. (laughs) The stuff that comes from the hardware room. Oh
1: my God. Yeah, this is, that is my, con- that's, that's my like backline contribution in a group improv scene. Yes.
0: That is stuff that comes from the hardware room. Nailed it.
1: I'm very tickled that Russian spies or radio ghosts are the result of just an accidental hot mic. I like that too. I, a very, so my parents, um, my mom has truly never said a negative word about anybody behind their back. Um, but this, they were working with like, you know, they worked with like one of like 12 different realtors and <laughs> my mom just like made a comment about one time the realtor was like, I really got to wrap this up because I do have a nail appointment in a little bit. And, um, Whoa. which, which my mom was like, just, just like, don't tell me that. Just you can say like I have an a, I have a, a, a client meeting or just I have a meeting or. But she's like, but it feels weird when you're or, like rushing. I have me.
0: to be. I have to leave by a certain time. Right. Yeah.
1: That's like, all you have to say. The end. And um, yeah. my mom made like the gentlest joke, where she was like, something came about the realtor and she was like, well, you know, she was late. Like, she's probably running to another nail appointment. And then all of a sudden, from her pocket, we heard like what, <gasps> what? And she had accidentally. <laughs> called the realtor and the realtor had <gasps> heard the conversation
0: oh my
1: god and my mom was no. like well you know that is what i get for a talk and it's like it's like no that is it, it truly was the soft ballest like gentle ribbing imaginable that- but she was like i really feel like I betrayed her.
0: (laughs) That has never happened to a single person aside from her.
1: She learned the wrong lesson. I know. And we're not sure whether like Siri, like heard the name and then called the person, which is everyone's nightmare or whether just like, like my mom's pocket had it out for her and was like, I'm going to pocket dial the worst person (laughs) to overhear this conversation. Everyone's nightmare.
0: That that's a mom version of a Russian spy radio station mystery.
1: Exactly. Oh my gosh. Um, Ilan, thank you so much for this story. It really is a tremendous one.
0: Oh yeah. Thank you so much.
1: Um, um, and thanks for listening. Yes. And thanks for listening to the, the full Mario 64. I, I mean, I'm kind of intrigued by what that would sound like. Cause I do love that Mario 64 music.
0: Could you do to do, do it for me?
1: Um, I mean, okay. The one that jumps to mind First is the underwater theme, which is like... It's very, very common. It's very spa-like spa music.
0: That's beautiful. Thank you for that, Andrew. I started to put you on the spot, by the way. No, I
1: mean, I could keep going.
0: That's great. Wow. I would love to hear that on Kazoo.
1: I know. I'm really fascinated. I feel like maybe we'll get some kazoo enthusiasts maybe with their renditions.
0: I'm just going to Google Mario N64 kazoo.
1: (laughs) What if we crack this case wide open right now?
0: No, it's bringing me to Banjo-Kazooie. Oh. No. No, No, it's a mystery. Banjo-Kazooie,
1: but that's not what we want right now.
0: I'm relieved that it's still a mystery. I have to say I was worried I was going to ruin it for everyone. I
1: know. I know. Anna, I do think it might be time for our favorite segment in the spirit of this message we've just gotten. Scary ideas for, ideas for things that, that could, could happen.
0: happen. Andrew, would you like to go first or second?
1: I think I'd like to go first. Okay. Okay. You have just purchased your first rocking chair. And something about purchasing a rocking chair makes you feel like... um you are an adult, that somehow you've transitioned, uh, into a new way of being. The type of person who just likes to sit back, relax, and gently sway forward and back. But you sit down in the chair, and all of a sudden, you realize that your hair on top of your head has grown and is becoming permed. And then you realize there are scarves Uh. That have erupted from your wrists, and that your face is um, filled with hastily put on makeup, and you realize that the chair has transformed you into D. Snyder, the lead singer of Twisted Sister, and that <laughs> instead of purchasing a rocking chair, you have purchased a rocking chair. That, that could, could happen. Happen. It could. Happen. Did you ever even think to ask whether it was a rocking chair in terms of swing or a rocking in terms of musical intensity?
0: I bet you didn't. And that's why you're D. Snyder.
1: <laughs> that's why you're D. Snyder. And now Andrew, you got D. Snyder.
0: Good story. I very briefly followed D. Snyder on Twitter after I listened to a, um, a You're Wrong About podcast about. The, um, the whole tipper gore like oh, right. explicit music. And he testified before Congress and sounded so smart. Wow. And I was like, I got to follow this guy because he's from Long Island. And I was like, he's going to follow me back. And then he never did. And it was only him being like retweeting nice compliments from fans and being like, thank you so much. I hope you're having a good day. And I was like, that's not why I'm on Twitter. I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> oh, that's very sweet. I'm heartened to hear that.
0: Oh, good. Okay. You are ice skating on a giant river and you're skating and you're skating and the river is pitched slightly downhill so you're going really <sighs> fast and as just as you come around a turn you almost lose your balance uh you regain it. And then, as you're feeling good about yourself, out of the corner of your eye, you see a blur of (laughs) Joni Mitchell (gasps) out of the corner of your eye. and She's looking at you, gritting her hands and going, I wish I had that.
1: That That could could happen. happen. Wow, it's a musical-themed scary ideas for things that can happen today. We did it. We did it, and... The radio station from Elan Story. Wow.
0: We did it. We stumbled into it's this. All about, it's all about sounds today.
1: It is all about sounds today music, on this podcast.
0: Music and music. Anything can be music.
1: I, I would love for Joni Mitchell to be in some sort of spooky film.
0: Make it happen, everybody.
1: Or just to hear a ghost story from her. I feel like a ghost story from Joni Mitchell would be like, Bob Dylan uh, – threw a heavy box of greeting cards at me. And, uh, and then I saw the ghost of uh, the, the, the mad monk Rasputin. And then she would move on to some like, not so interesting thing, but you'd be like, I'm just going to let this go. She'd be on
0: the phone with her business manager and you'd be like, I'm just (laughs) let down. Yeah. I definitely could see her um, uh, being like, no, I don't have any ghost stories. Well, of course I see ghosts all the time, but you know, (laughs) that's not scary
1: in a way. It's very Irene Dresden.
0: Yes, very much. Yeah. And with that, um, thank you all for listening. You can subscribe on your on your own hand. Yes, you can. If you push your index finger and then all of your other fingers at the same time and then your <laughs> index finger again, that will leave us a five-star review on Twitter. <laughs> and then if you go to the bathroom, and regardless of whether or not anything comes out, that will be you emailing us your scary stories. Yeah. Um, at scarystorypod at gmail.com.
1: That's true. Or ba-
0: going to the bathroom. We get the, we get the email every time.
1: I know. It's it's really jarring.
0: It is. Um, and another thing you can do?
1: Get, get out. out. Forever. Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Scary Stories to Tell on the Pod is executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. Produced by Tracy Soren. Original theme music by Chris Ryan. Cover art by Bats Langley. To listen to this podcast ad-free, sign up for Forever Dog Plus at foreverdogpodcasts.com slash plus. Check out video clips of our podcasts on YouTube at youtube.com slash foreverdogteam. And make sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook at Forever Dog Team to keep up with all the latest Forever Dog news.